Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? For starters, drink some water. Don't take your eye off the prize. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. I'm taking this shit to the top, and I need y'all to help me. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, it is goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. And don't think you're wasting your time either because I got the shit pre-recorded already. And the email portion of the show will be back in effect on Friday. So, I'm a day late. Sorry about that. But it's July 19th. It's the evening time, and I just came from a ferocious workout. And the type of person that I am is if I'm working out with somebody, then I'll push myself harder than if I'm working out by myself. Which is why, you know, lieutenants and captains and NFL coaches, NBA coaches, life coaches, the reason why they're so coveted as far as a job is concerned and the reason why it's so lucrative to be a coach is because self motivation is very very hard because in the grand scheme of things if you go to the military if you know how to read they can hand you a piece of paper like okay we will like 500 push-ups from you every day we will like you to run five miles we will like you to do this and in all actuality they can just hand you a piece of paper and tell you what to do but no you need a drill sergeant because you're not just gonna get up out of bed and run five miles off the strength very few people have that ability I am gaining this ability, and it is fucking tough. You know, I I found out a workout that works for me, and for the first time ever, I'm literally working out by myself. Ain't nobody around. Ain't nobody to teach me technique. And that's the reason why I haven't gone into the gym. You know, I do track work. So I go out to the, well, not track work. I run around the football field like I'm running next to the track because I don't want to run on the concrete. And I do my running and I do my walks because I was told you should walk because I haven't ran in God knows how long. So I'm walking and then I'll do a full lap as hard as I can. Then I'll do another walk and then I'll do sprints 100 yards and then I'll walk back. Well, not a full sprint because I'll tear my hamstring, but I do like a 70, 70 to 75% run of the football field, come back, 70 to 75% run up the football field, walk back do push-ups, do crunches, I'm done, right? And that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot for me because there's nobody next to me. Like, yo, come on, Reek, you can do it. Come on, Reek, let's go, push. I'm not doing, you know, lunges and single leg squats and all that other shit and, you know, burpees. I'm just keeping it basic because it's me out there by myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting myself into the swing of things. So by the fall, when I'm playing basketball and I'm playing football, I'm not gasping for air. I'm not totally out of shape. You know, I'm the biggest I've ever been. And I really had to, I had to speak to myself, right? I know I spoke about my weight before, but, you know, I can go to the pool right now and niggas not going to give me like the, when you are, like when your palm is towards the air and then you're pointing at somebody, like, look at this nigga. You know what I mean? Like, do that. Like, turn your hand around so your palm is facing upward close your fist and then point out your pointer finger and that's the gesture that niggas will give you 
if you're out here built bad. And I can't have that. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm getting myself in the game. And I don't know if I ever detailed to you why I got, I'm getting myself in the game. I had to do some soul searching, right? And I had to figure out what was important to me. The things that nobody can take away from me. My ideals, my morals, my sense of morality, all that type of stuff, right? How I represent myself to the world starts with me. Not what society thinks I should look like. Not what a modeling agency might think I might look like. Not what Hollywood might want to think I look like. Not what mass media says that someone my age and my height should look like. What do I want to look like, right? And when large shirts start to feel like Under Armour and dry fit, and then when I'm looking at certain jeans that I used to wear like it was nothing and I can't wear the jeans no more, and I got to wear bigger pants and I got to wear cargoes and shorts and I, I could only have certain type of jeans on a certain day. I was like, nah, this is not a representation of what I want to represent to the world. And this is big because women will accept you for whatever you give them. You'll just get another type of woman that is attracted to what you're displaying. And what I mean is there was a time where I was very skinny and I had braids and the women that folked with me liked tall, brown skin, skinny niggas with braids. And then time progressed and I got a little bit more muscular and I cut my hair when I was 20 and I found women that loved semi-muscular, six-pack having, short hair, brown skin dudes. And then time progressed again and years went on and started to get a little bigger and my arms started to get a little bigger my neck started to get a little bigger my shoulders my thighs and everything and then I met women that like shorts hair um stout black men with short hair and then I grew my afro and then I met women that love the fro and then I met women who love me at my size right now that says oh my god you look fucking great i like my guy with a little bit of weight i like to feel secure and so it's never about the women and it never should be about the women i'm giving this advice to you if you choose to listen to it never change your lifestyle to benefit someone else because that's not sustainable because that someone else might not always be there chances are they're not going to be there what are you comfortable with I wasn't comfortable with something and I decided to make a change. Now, a lot of times I bully my homies when they're starting to fall off a little bit because somebody has to. Somebody got to be like, yo, bro, you're tripping. What's going on, bro? You don't, you're not taking care of yourself. This is not how you want to represent yourself. And niggas be feeling me. You know what I'm saying? I've had plenty of people, both men and women, that thank me for just letting them know, like, yo, fam, not like this, bro. We can't go out like this. Oh, yo, come on, homegirl. We not doing this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like this. And some people are cool with it. Some people are just cool with just changing their physique and everything like that. And that's on them. But I know I wasn't cool with that shit. So I'm doing these bullshit-ass workouts now. Increasing my water intake more than ever before because you got to spark your metabolism. And, you know, slowly but surely, I'm about to start looking like fucking Rambo. And uh, speaking of fictional characters... I was watching The Boys, right? I watched season three. 
top to bottom, eight episodes. And Homelander, right? Evil Superman. You know, he's a narcissist and he's a fucking maniac and he's a fucking crazed person and he's a psycho and he's a mass murderer and he's deeply insecure. All these factors, right? But the one thing about this season, and don't worry if you didn't watch it, I'm not giving it away, is you need to be yourself and the people who migrate to you need to be the people who like you for you. Because, you know, you see this guy and he's supposed to be America's hero and he wants so deeply to be liked and he's changing how he wants to speak, how he is, you know, how he interacts with people only to get like positivity ratings as far as polls are concerned and all that type of shit. Right. But as the season progresses, he starts coming into his own like, yo, I'm not really like this. I really don't give a fuck about people. I'm way better than all of you. None of you can beat me. I can destroy the world if I wanted to, and there's nothing none of you guys could do about it. And he's right. And then time is going on, and you can see him like more and more. It's like he's he's really coming into his own. Like now he's an evil piece of shit. But you start to see people being attracted to the evil piece of shit that he is. And I took something from that. What I took from that is, unless you work in politics, faking the funk is not sustainable. Because something is going to slip up. There's going to be a loophole somewhere. And when you're in a space to where you're around people and you can't be yourself and you have to be like a fucking chameleon and you got to adjust your personality or your thoughts and views centered around the people you're around, that shit is tiresome. And... Luckily for me, I've never been this way, but it's easy. It's easy for you to be around a whole bunch of white people and then you feel like you need to adjust how you speak and how you are. I mean, now you're not going to speak to them like you with your homeboys because they're not your friends and you and your friends and your family have a different dialect than you do with people. But I'm talking about overall. If you're not an ass kisser, being an ass kisser will totally be frowned upon like, yo, this isn't even you because people can feel organicness. If you're not a nice person, you're just not a nice guy. You're a fucking jerk, but jerks make millions all the time. If you're an exceedingly nice guy, exceedingly nice guys, great things happen to them all the time because they're exceedingly nice. And I'm watching the show and I'm looking at like literally the worst person I've ever witnessed on screen coming to his own like, yeah, that's why everybody likes the Joker. From my understanding... For all you guys that's in DC Comics and you guys might be more, you know, in tune with what's going on than I am. But to my limited knowledge and research, what was told to me was the Joker was only supposed to be in one comic book. He's supposed to be a one and done villain, somebody that Batman faces one time, whips his ass and keeps it moving. But the Joker started to gain popularity and then the people started to clamor for more Joker, more Joker. So more character development started to happen. And... Although nobody wants to say it because nobody probably came to this conclusion. Everybody likes Joker because he's unabashedly himself and he doesn't look for rewards for it. He's just crazy. He just wants to fuck with Batman because he fucking wants to fuck with Batman. He doesn't want to get rich. He doesn't want to run Gotham. He's not trying to fuck all the bitches. He's not trying to get into a position of power. He just literally la da 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 and he just causes chaos because that's just who he is. And people love people 
or organically himself. Why do you think the Joker is probably the most coveted villain in all of comic books? I can't think of a second person that's fucking with Joker. Who like who Thanos? The Penguin? Fucking who else is evil? Mojo Jojo? I don't fucking know. Like it like if you if you think about all the villains in both cartoons and comic books, you're gonna see that the Joker reign supreme because he's the only nigga that's doing it just off the strength of wanting to do it everybody else i want world domination i want this i want half the fucking solar system to be cut in half because i just fucking feel like it oh i want to get rich oh i want to get wealthy oh i want you out the way so i can really run the city now i mean if you thinking about uh bat not batman superman's villains and lex Luthor and all these niggas all of them have ulterior motive as to why they're doing what they're doing the Joker is doing Joker shit because this is just Joker shit. And that's fire. I'm, I'm personally fucking with that. And everybody's fucking with that. But that's the reason why everybody is fucking with that. You know what I'm saying? Also, on a brighter note, I've been having like a whole bunch of constructive conversations with people. And uh, I'm learning things about myself that I didn't quite know. And I'll share with you a characteristic of mine. I accept people for who they are out and out, right? I will help as much as I can, but I don't stress myself to change people. I don't get angry when people are just people. I literally just take in the information as to who you are and I just treat you accordingly. Some people might call that lukewarm relationships, and I really don't give a fuck. This is just my take on things. And I really, I never really noticed that about myself. But the reason why I'm like that is because of the relationship that I have with my mother. My mother uh, had a certain lifestyle that I really didn't agree with. She um, made choices that I really didn't agree with. But she still loved me more than anybody in this world. And she was still my mother. So I had a choice to make. Am I going to have a, you know, 30, 40, 50 year vendetta against my mother and be scorned and not trust women and do all this other type of shit and have mommy issues and treat women like total trash and be toxic and be on some homelander shit. And the moment that a relationship ends, like I'm either beating up boyfriends or I'm, I'm doing domestic violence because I don't really respect women like that. And just, you know, the rabbit hole goes so far or, well, I just take you for who you are, make the proper adjustments and we can have a glowing relationship. And that's how I am. Now that comes problematic when other people don't view life that way. Other people want to make changes. Other people want to grow other people's uh, perspective changes but with me i'm a data collector and i have pretty cogent pattern recognition so if you show me a pattern of behavior over time i'm going to put into my hard drive i'm going to compartmentalize what the fuck i just saw what i've heard what i've seen whatever have you and then I'm like, all right, this is the type of person that you are. Do I want to be around you? Then I'll make my decision from there. If you're somebody who I don't want to be around, then you won't hear from me. And you'll invite me to stuff and I won't come. And it'll just be like, hey, what's up, man? If I see you somewhere, just 
daps, five minute conversation, whatever have you. But if I'm not fucking with your vibe, I'm not fucking with your vibe. But if you show me exactly who you are, and in multiple situations and occasions you show me a pattern of behavior that this is how your decision making is, and I accept you for what it is, that's exactly what it is. If you're someone that doesn't like leaving and you're someone that doesn't like exploration and you don't like to go out and you're relatively cheap and you know, you're really like self-serving, but you only fucking want to be around certain types of people when you feel like it benefits you. But I just like who you are as a person and fuck it. That's just a flaw that I see in you. But you know, that's not going to cover the hundred things I like about you. So I'll treat you that way. But this was brought to my attention because, you know, not to get too specific, but there's people in my life that's trying to grow. There's people in my life that aren't trying to grow. There's people in my life that, you know, have the eye of the tiger and they're changing their perspective before my very eyes. And I'm holding them to a perspective that I thought they once had. And there's a lot of things. So a lot of conversations have been coming to me like, yo, Reek, perspective got to change. Yo, Reek, come on, what you're doing? Yo, Reek. Stop being so negative. Yo, Reek. Stop being so pessimistic. Yo, Reek. What's up with the low energy and the bad vibes? And in my head, I'm like, this isn't low energy and bad vibes. This is me being a realist. But whenever somebody's coming to you with a level of, like, optimism and hope, and you're coming to it with practicality and realism, you look like Mr. Negativity. That's how the world works. It's like, no, nigga. You don't see the vision. You don't see what hypothetically could happen because you're taking what actually happened and you're holding that against niggas. And this makes sense. Like the sentence I just said fucking makes sense to people. But I have growing to do because the last thing I want to be is a know-it-all. Nobody wants to be around a know-it-all ass nigga. That's not the vibes and shit like that. Last but not least, let me tell you something. Listen to me close. Listen to me now. If you think when you're driving and you find a parking space that you're going to get a ticket, let me tell you, you're going to get a ticket. If you're driving, you're like, damn, this probably don't got no uh, flashlight situation. I'd probably be good if I run this light. Don't run the light. You're going to see the flashing lights and you're going to want to fucking throw up. The past two months, I've paid so many fucking traffic tickets it's and parking tickets it's making my head hurt i literally want to throw up on this mic but i don't want to throw up on the mic because then i gotta buy a new one and that's a waste of money money that i wouldn't have cared if i fucking spent but i have to care now because i just paid one trillion dollars in tickets son also pay your tickets too many of my homies is getting their car on boots niggas is getting their car towed Niggas is behind on all kinds of shit and niggas got to decide whether to fucking get a part for their car or pay a parking ticket and all, like all kind of just gruesome, egregious nonsense and getting the licenses suspended, neutralize the ticket. When in doubt, the parking garage will always be less money than the parking ticket. That's one. Two, if you got to spend the block five trillion times, Spend the block five trillion times. Three, if you got to double park the motherfucker and be right next to the car at all times, do that. Four, if you're going to do some illegal shit and there's no parking, 
Keep your fucking car in your vision. Don't listen to the person that you're with. Oh, no, this should be fine. Oh, I'm telling you, Reek, you can park your car here. No, I'm telling you, stop being so paranoid. And then when you get the ticket, they're going to give you an empty apology and possibly pay half. But the other half could have went towards some yak, could have went towards some kicks. You could have paid your credit card bill down. You could have bought a fucking do-rag. You know the price of oxtail right now? You could have got a large oxtail platter and been fucking happy. But no, you got to pay a parking ticket because you want to listen to people that don't have your best interest at heart. They're doing things that's convenient for them. And them getting out of your car and be like, nah, just come on, just be out. Once you hear that, oh, yo, trust me, don't fucking trust them, son. Do not. I'm fucking here to tell you. I'm telling you a bunch of shit this episode, man. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And if you're listening to me uh, tonight, then you're going to get episode tomorrow. If you're listening to me on July 20th, then you're going to get two episodes today. Peace and blessings. I love y'all. Speak to y'all soon.